Hey, Jason Rice here with Lot Party. Thanks for joining the show again. Every Monday we have new episodes, and this Monday I'm excited. Here, real quick, Lot Party show. Again, give you some background about it. If you've been in the car business long enough, you know what a Lot Party is. That's usually where we typically get all the salespeople and porters and go out to the physical lot and move the cars around, stir up the inventory maybe to make it look a little different, or take a car that's been sitting and put it in the hot spot, maybe move the trucks to the back. So what we're doing here with Lot Party show is the same thing, but we're stirring up what we can do in our virtual lot. What can we do online with our inventory, with our follow-up process? What can we do to stand out and, and, and stir things up? And so I'm excited about today's show. I have Aaron Wirtz here. Um, he actually focuses a lot on video. And I, and I think a few shows back, we talked to um, uh, autos on videos and, and we talked about the impact of videos and what dealerships can do on cars. Um, you know, in, in, in both in marketing their car and, and even in the service, how to document video and send it to customers as they're getting service work done that they might need their brake pads repaired and so forth. But this segment, we want to talk about video and marketing, not just your inventory, your store, and just all out, what can we do in marketing? So Aaron here, he has a huge background. Matter of fact, he was famous on Fox News, something I watch almost every night. So here he was on, on TV there. Because they, they came up with a creative way to combat um, a strike that was going on at the dealership as they're building a new facility. So before I take any thunder away, I'm going to introduce Aaron here. I want him to go over his background, where he came into the car business, uh, where he is now. And then we're going to start dipping into the video. So Aaron, glad you can join us. Thanks for joining us here. Thanks, Jason. It's really a pleasure to be here. I've been watching your show for a while now, and uh, I'm, I'm pumped for the opportunity. So, uh, yeah, just like Jason said, my name is Aaron Wirtz. I am the media and marketing manager for the Ride Auto Group, which does include Subaru of Wichita and Supercar Guys. And uh, primarily, I'm ideal on the world is now because it's turned into kind of a, a used car behemoth here in Wichita. Your your audio kind of broke up a little bit. We've got your uh, your audio and video kind of broke up a little bit there. So you're talking about the huh. uh, used car behemoth, or you were talking about that? Go back yeah. about two or three. Yeah, and times. so if it, it's something that you you have to maybe be from Wichita or the surrounding areas to understand, but everybody knows supercar guys and that's um for better or worse but for us it's worked very well yeah. and um we've seen some some staggering sales growth and personnel growth and 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 brick and mortar growth and it doesn't feel like there's any end in sight necessarily and so uh, i came on to the dealership four years ago as a social media manager. So I started okay. off in a role that was digital first, digital only essentially. And I still try to stay progressive in those areas. But what's mm -hmm. been interesting about my experience with Supercar Guys is that it, my marketing experience has been rounded out with the heavy traditional presence that we still maintain. So we do heavy TV, uh, we do a lot of Pandora, we don't do a lot of radio necessarily, just traditional radio, um, but we do have our own magazine that we give away at grocery stores and so forth, okay. anywhere those free magazine racks are. And so like I said, it's, it's, for me, it's been very helpful to see that traditional by no means is dead. And I think that honestly, I say this all the time, but the distinctions between what is digital advertising, what is traditional advertising, I find that to be uh, a stupid argument even yeah. of 
of what is better, what is one thing, what is the other. Because, for, for instance, I mean, what is, uh, is that traditional advertising because it's radio, but it's served over the Internet, so is that digital marketing? Yeah. And those distinctions just no longer make sense. You know, what is Hulu advertising? What is uh, <laughs> advertising like that? And so I think what we're seeing right now uh, that I'm very excited about is that, you know, we have all these predictions about how video essentially is the it will become the internet that the 90 percent of internet traffic will be video traffic and what does that mean essentially so just as your show implies jason the internet is becoming television mm -hmm. and so people will just go to the internet to watch and consume content in that's being served up in the same way that it was on tv now of course you have on-demand functionality and you have way more choices but essentially that the the least common effort denominator still applies with internet content too. People mm -hmm. want to sit back, they want to be shown entertainment. Uh, that's it's, it, it's kind of an interesting merger of the two worlds sure. where uh, you have people consuming longer form content on the internet. It's very exciting. Yeah, and you know the um... I'm reading or listening audiobook to Gary Vanderchuk's um, Ask Gary V, and they brought up the whole video aspect and YouTube, and, and he was just talking about, you know, the way, I mean, transition. Shoot, my eight-year-old daughter has an iPad around the house hooked up to my account, but she has that iPad watching videos and not TV. You know, she's in front of that. And, and so he was talking about how people nowadays, you can start building yourself up. He said, I'd rather be an internet star than a tv star because um and he, go, he referenced back at the days when movies came out when movies was the big thing and tv came out well you know the movie stars were mocking the tv stars and eventually that took over and we're going through that same transition on on the internet and to go back to automotive part of it you know just basic i just go backwards a bit of you know you're talking about how you guys advertise on tv and radio and some of these traditional stuff and a lot of dealers still do and like you said to the point there there's still a medium there but I'm so surprised that these dealers don't have their commercials on their own YouTube channel or their commercials on their own website, you know, and, and double dip into that exposure. They just usually say, okay, here's my TV advertisement. Boy, we need to do something about our videos. You know, we don't have any videos to do. And I'm like, couldn't you do both, you know, and ha have that in, every, in all those different aspects and your Facebook and Twitter and wherever else. Is that stuff you guys been really have good luck at then? Moving that and actually, oh, go ahead. Well, what I'm most interested in along those lines are how video can bring an entire community together. And what I mean by that is just a couple of examples. So one example that we did recently, uh, I don't know, four or five months ago now, we teamed up with a local musician who had written a song about bullying. Mm -hmm. uh, she, the song was called Don't Let Them Get In Your Head. And so we decided that we were going to produce the music video for this song in, a, in combination with a, a PSA campaign, an anti-bullying campaign. Okay. And so we, we teamed up with a local uh, middle school, which is actually just outside of Wichita in a place called Valley Center, a smaller town. And so while I certainly take your point about what Gary V is saying about his children and so forth, I'm not a Gary V fan. Um, I'm just not, I, and I think that, that too often he, he goes for this kind of coerced uh, agreement about the way he sees the world. Yeah. And so the reason I bring that up is that 
for instance, we've got a video that was taken at Valley Center where the entire, we had the entire middle school student body collected in this gym, and I'm here to tell you every single kid knew the Supercar Guys theme song, and they didn't learn it from the internet. I'm here to tell you that much. They learned it from TV. Oh, wow. And so, take your point. I see point. I'm certainly a technologist. I'm a digital foremost, but... There are, there's still big opportunity, and we, we got to keep our small towns in mind, too, for sure. And I think we don't talk about that. Yeah. not sexy right now. <laughs> uh, you're not going to hear that. What's going on in San Francisco and Seattle and all this? But I'm here to tell you, there are people driving plenty of cars in Valley Center, Kansas. What are we doing to reach out to them, sure. too? And that's, like I say, that's the, that's the kind of balance that I'm really into right now. Anyway, so we go to this school and film this video which naturally was going to live on YouTube because the song is three or four minutes mm -hmm. and we had collected uh, some kids that were going to be the stars of this video I'll send you the link to it which we're very proud of how it turned out it's very moving um, so not only was this project basically the talk of the town I'm friends with some people who are on the uh, city Valley Center and so forth yeah. And as you can imagine, there there's talk about, so when you involve a whole school in that, we had the news come out. They covered it. We got some mentions on the local news uh, for this campaign. The video was released. We put a PSA spot on TV to draw attention to that. So people would go to the website, watch the music video, fill out a pledge. We would mail them a wristband. And so that's what I'm saying. I think it's it's we're thinking too simplistically mm. when it comes to... Me make video, me put video, YouTube, <laughs> yeah. you watch video, that's it. You yeah. know what I mean? Video yeah. brings people together. Sure. And for car guys, I'm here to tell you, video opens doors. Get the camera out and all of a sudden you're welcome in places that no business being in otherwise. Yeah. That's what I love about cameras. That's what gets me so excited. And not only that, going and talking about video to various networking groups, people will beat down the door about that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Come talk about cars, but they will come and listen to you talk about video marketing. Sure. And so it's been a great way to establish those ties in the community. Now, the, 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 the most crucial thing, I think, for me personally about that experience, this music video experience, was one of the, the characters in the music video was this eight-year-old girl named Kendall. Uh, she was born with cerebral palsy, and she had struggled with bullying issues before as you can imagine and her parents trusted us to let her be in the video she did a great job and on the night of the video premiere which we a local restaurant let us have this premiere there you know she was on the poster she was the star all right, sure. so, sorry about that. We had a little technical difficulty. So the, the little eight-year-old girl she was on the poster and you guys had it at the restaurant and then okay go ahead and pick up from there yeah, and it was one of those very special moments because it, if you watch this music video, you'll see it's very emotional. And as you can imagine, there were a lot of tears in the room. And it was one of those experiences that I realized that this is probably something that they'll be looking back on for the rest of their lives. And it was very special. And, and I think that so often in the car business, we use digital media can be measured and the metrics and engagement and ROI and all these things. Yeah. And I'm not knocking any of that stuff. However, 
what we're missing out is is in the heart and soul of the media that we create the connections that it makes sure. and there's still no way to quantify that mm -hmm. and and that's what's up for me because i now for me i make crazy used car commercials but right. the fact that the business that my commercials generates then facilitates experiences like that for yeah. kindle life-changing experiences infuses my position with meaning and that sort of internal marketing the marketing that faces our employees certainly does not get talked about sure. enough either yeah and i think what an effective video strategy really does an effective media strategy at any dealership what that does is it gives the employees the members of the team the tribe the organization whatever a sense of feeling of belonging purpose and a sense of placement on the timeline sure. of history that they can point at and say i was there this was me this is who we are yeah and it's something that makes them feel like they identify man and yet mm -hmm. we talk all about customer experience and this is the year of customer experience and stuff however we don't we don't talk about the the sort of 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 marketing that we're doing to our employees and maybe marketing even is the wrong word yeah but you know yeah. i know people bring up the the issue of of chick-fil-a for instance and i'll just give you one example i, I i'm a fan of that company because of this i'm a big brother through big brothers and big sisters yeah. and the chick-fil-a in wichita will let you go in with your little brother and just get whatever you want no no there's no special menu you can order as much as you want it's all free oh wow just take what you want and I got to thinking I was like what does that do for that company they don't really I don't really tell people about it and it mm -hmm. hasn't turned me into a regular chick-fil-a buyer I never spend any money in there <laughs> I have to come to is that it's not for me it's not for the community it's for their employees mm -hmm. when their employees see that they their job their organization is made of me and my little brother someone who doesn't have a lot of opportunities uh, that helps them become it infuses their job with meaning you know it's, it's so it would be easy for them to say eh, this fast food I hate this I'm yeah. frying potatoes and chicken sandwiches and stuff uh, but no why are chick-fil-a people so happy and that's not the sole reason obviously yeah. but it's one of those little things that helps contribute to the idea that every single job on the face of this planet can change lives it can be an opportunity for transformation and growth sure and that's what's going on man there's no way to fake that yeah and that's the thing it's like so many dealerships want to say oh how can i do video how can i make more video and and first of all it's video is a diagnostic tool is your dealership <laughs> culture toxic yeah. or is it healthy is it a place where you can actually people can actually feel comfortable being on video. Most dealerships still aren't, and there's no <laughs> maybe way that's a, Maybe that's why they're still struggling with video, just because of that. It, exactly, and, you and know, we don't talk about that enough no. either. And, you know, Everybody I, just says, get out your iPhone, and it's it should be so easy, but it's no. not, man. Video, people see a video camera, and they see it as this implement of humiliation, that, oh, hidden camera pranks, and all this stuff that, that toxic dealerships, all these jokers run around trying to embarrass each other with these things man. Yeah. that stuff's real well i mean it even comes you know i help enough dealers out there that i know there's a still a problem with this and it, it and this even again step backwards here and, and dumbing it down a bit is 
even just going to their Facebook or their Twitter or whatever social that's out there, and a lot of times it's inventory or promotions or it's just a picture of a customer taking delivery. I said, you know, you get you need to get a little bit more personal. You know, have the the picture of the person's anniversary or the the pet dog that's always in the shop or you know what we do with philanthropy and stuff or or you know get and and again video takes that to the next level. But we don't even a lot of dealerships I don't even see promote just those and, and photos. And, and again, is it a comfort level? Is it all we forgot? Or, or, or they don't think in that, you know, think that way. But obviously even video takes it to that next level. You know, one of the ones that stood out while you're talking, uh, Matt Lasco at Lasco Ford, they did a great job. I watched a video they did about small town dealerships and, 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 and you know, how he's involved with motocross and things like that. And I watched that video, and it, even though it was about being a small-town dealer, they weren't selling anything or promoting anything, but the people there were having fun, and you could see that they're involved in other things in the community. But also, to me, it made it feel like, you know, if you're a, a blue-collar worker, you know, here it's a proud to be a small-town dealer, small, or, you know, uh, proud to be, it, it just makes you proud to be involved or buying a car from them just the way they, they promote it. The, the challenges and the benefits of being a small town dealer. And again, it wasn't selling anything and it wasn't self-promoting, and, but it just, to me, could make you want to do business with them. And, and it's ideal as a Ford store, being, you know, trucks and everything like that to be that small town dealer, but it takes it to that next level like you're talking about. And, you know, those videos, like you said, that I, I'm sure there's no self-promotion in that, but the impact that those people and the kids involved in that video They'll remember for a long time and, and who and, and how, um, who did it and how it got done. So, you know, that's, that's even a, a bigger perspective that I don't think a lot of dealers look at other than just. Well, absolutely. And it's, it's, and I know that, that you base a marketing strategy off of that. And that seems to be always the initial blowback. Well, how many cars did it yeah. sell you and so forth? But again, when it comes to how that sort of content is then reflected into the minds and the hearts of our staff, of our organization, which I believe we are a healthy organization, a friendly organization, and an organization that has integrity. How much better are they then going to serve customers who do come in solely to purchase vehicles? And that's the question that still we're having a difficult time quantifying. But if you don't invest in things like that, in the heart and soul of your people, then uh, yeah. Then good luck. You know what I mean. All right. Well, let's say let's say you don't have that atmosphere, and I would say a good chunk of dealers might not have that atmosphere because there's a lot of turnover yeah. in this and that. Um, but let's say you don't have that atmosphere. Okay. So as a dealer, I'm sitting there going, okay, obviously I need to get involved with video. What's the steps? Would you pref- would you would you suggest dealers to focus on video for the inventory and their cars, and then and then once you capture that, then you know maybe do some more videos on you know promotions or um, you know, internal stuff or, or things. What, what's that first step for dealers for marketing on video? I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and it's something I've thought about a lot. Naturally, every dealership employee structure is a little bit different and the skills and resources are a little bit different at every organization. But honestly, the first thing, the first real step is this, is learning the fundamentals of video production. And I know that there's a lot of apps out there and there are a lot of people saying different things. You've got gurus and hotshots saying that, that video is, e- is as easy as pulling the phone out of your pocket. 
I have always disagreed with that, I've and been, I will always continue to disagree with that. <laughs> I've been guilty of that. You got the capture app that you can automatically upload to your channel and everything. Yeah, fair enough, man. Yeah. And it's like that's one of those things where I don't think we have to universally agree on this. But first of all, if you have a dealership that that is struggling with getting any sort of thing, telling your entire staff that they have to walk around doing this kind of stuff, I mean, it, it takes a very special type of face that, first of all, that even looks like <laughs> this. Yeah. And so you're putting people in a position or are making themselves look bad. It's embarrassing, and, and they're completely uncomfortable. And so I, I think there's a couple of different skill sets that need to be developed if you're going to create an expectation of consistent video production. And the first one being is what makes a video watchable? And those are just fundamental principles that can apply to any camera yeah. uh, and any any subject. So whether it's a video about a car or whether it's a video about a birthday party, you know, the way that, that uh, shots are set up and basic comp composition and camera settings are are the same. And so I think that's time well spent. I, I don't know why we don't talk more about that either. And yeah. I think that because a lot of the vendors out there that are saying do video, do video, do video, don't know themselves. All, they, all the best they can do is iPhone footage and fair play. However, it just doesn't result in a watchable experience. I just yeah. don't like those. And well, so I think what, he, what does it hurt to learn a little bit more about what sure. makes a good video? Well, and I, I guess a little defense because it's even myself and I'm going to, I'm going to hit you up on this, but you know, sure. and, and, you know, I think content, 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 and get better, better, better. You know, I look back at some of the first videos that I haven't done it that long, a couple year, year and a half, maybe nine months or something. I, I started doing some video tips and stuff like that and, and getting a sure. little bit better. But if I waited to the perfect moment to make sure I got the right camera and the right lighting, the right whatever, I probably would have never done it. You know, as we, yeah. as I progress. So I, I you're going to, you're, you're, you're starting or doing um, kind of a consulting, right? You're talking, you told me about it, like a consultant firm are consulting dealers and how to do videos is that right i don't know if you're breaking up there yeah it's a very simple um idea it's just an online for how to create video at the dealership and okay. I, I'm certainly not saying that you need $30,000 worth of camera equipment or anything else like that. Yeah. However, the question that I am raising with this product is called dealerography, okay. and it's just the fundamentals of video production in the dealership setting. So how do you deal with the busy showroom that's noisy? How do you capture good audio in circumstances like that? Those ground-level logistic things that that none of the, the, the scalable technology solutions are even referring to. Yeah. Yeah. Because maybe they've never done it at, on the ground level at the dealership floor. It's like mm -hmm. it's easy to say, hey, do video. Yeah. But then when the ground level reality of that sets in, it's different. So anyway, argument yeah. is this. If video is going to – video traffic is going to be 90% of Internet traffic here in a few years, as Cisco predicts, means is that essential video production – basic and fundamental to a dealership's communication strategy as a working telephone system and as a functioning internet connection with computer keyboards on which your salespeople can type. It's going to be a fundamental communication method. And so saying 
if, if that argument's true, I don't, I mean, I'm basing that on, on predictions here, but yeah. I, we can see the rise of video, the dominance of video, and it seems like they're on the right track. So my argument here is, would you want salespeople who can type emails using correct English? Would you want them to be able to speak on a telephone with a clear functioning phone line? And so giving people subpar camera equipment or garbage camera, I'll the same thing in my mind to expecting people to use a tin can phone system you know <laughs> instead of a functioning telephone system well it's, and, i mean i understand that cameras are expensive and everything yeah. else but it a five dollar product on amazon has beautiful photography and, and yet we're, we're out there taking garbage that yeah. has trash and crap in the background and everything else you know it's like well, let's it's, let's just start with the basics here, man. I'm laughing on two levels. One, my I think my <laughs> second show we talked about photos and just the basics of you know getting a, I think it was called a scrum or whatever to to filter out sunlight going through the windshield, you know, and things like that that it doesn't cost that much money but would change the photo. So you know we've been down this road on just on the photos, but you're talking about video. Second reason why I'm laughing is because right now <laughs> I would say and I apologize anybody watching it's about thirty percent of this. So far, every once in a while, you're breaking up. So it's either my quality of internet or photos, and, and this isn't yeah. the best part. But this is a good example of what not to have out there, because you know. And so here's what I'm going to hit you up on. Now you said you watched okay. the show a few times, and I know you're you've had background in theater and, and or a dance and stuff, right? And and, yeah. I, and I know you're gonna you um, I mentioned because I, I watched some of your videos too about being able to help critique and get people to be more live in front of the camera and things like that. So give me a live critique. You know, I, I've been in a car business. I have thick skin. So as you watch my video, and again, this might help dealers that are doing stuff. Is there any tips or ideas that you can give me from my show right here, right now, as far as consulting me on what I could do better on, on this videos and stuff like that and the previous ones you've seen? Well, Put I mean, it's always easier said than done, but yeah. I mean, I think the idea of 30 minutes of watchable content is an idea that has to be respected. And as you know, yeah. that is a tremendous, I mean, I have a, a video production business on the side. It's called Curve Break. And if someone were to come to me and say, hey, I want to produce 30 minutes of television or 30 minutes of whatever, I mean, we're, we're talking about that would probably be $10,000 <laughs> lot of work. Yeah. And the reason it's a lot of work is it's hard to be interesting and, and, and have enough camera work and, and content to keep people engaged for 30 yeah. minutes. And so... Cut, cut the show's uh, down would be one critique then, right? Cut it down to what, 10, 15 minutes? I mean, we can't get all this in in 10 to 15 minutes. I know. I know it can't. But I think that's that's one trend that we're seeing in the car business is uh, there's a lot of, of just kind of, I'm for back of a, a lack of a better term, like just talking head type of stuff. Yeah. Where, I mean, if you're really into the information, it's interesting. But I think the parallel, the real world parallel here is you've got a lot of guys that are making talking head type video where they – the camera on and speak to the camera for long periods of time. Now, I get that there are, there are reasons why you do that. However, the general public doesn't want to watch stuff like that. Yeah. And so there's another disconnect between the people who make video, but then if a dealer, can you imagine if a, a, a general manager were to set a camera up and talk at the camera for 20 minutes, 
how many customers would watch that? I mean, there, there's no way. No one would watch that. And right. so I guess maybe just respecting that difference too. And I know that, that different videos have different purposes, and, and I, I get all that. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I don't know if that's. It's no, really it's good. Like I said, I no, it has because I have. You put I, me on the spot here. I know I did, and that's that's good. Then the. <laughs> the um, you know, I, I've had, I wouldn't say I've had that critique, but, you know, 30 minutes is a long time to get somebody's attention. And, um, but you know what, I go through these shows and in 20 minutes, this goes by like that, you know, I'm like, well, shoot, you know, and so it's hard to get all that good content. In. And again, maybe that's my point. Cause I talked to you, I said, you know what, with this show, I don't want a script. I just want a conversation. Let's go back forth and, and build on ideas and, and, and let the conversation go that way. And again, that could be to a fault that maybe is hurting, uh, the video content and maybe have a, particular script coming into it but um, I do think there is a like you said a lack of the knowledge that anybody's even talking about some of this stuff so I want to bring this stuff to the table um, if sure. you're talking about we got about a couple minutes here and then we might need to pause up a little bit but um, the equipment okay I'm a dealer I want to start dabbling around even just fun videos around the dealership or even a promotional piece or even taking it to the kids game that we promote and maybe do something there i mean what yeah. what kind of equipment um would you say would be the best route to go um yeah let me plug my computer in here real quick i apologize it's uh i'll have to do a little little location change no i like that. um i thought my battery life was gonna last longer than this well, this, again, uh, we got this long show, you know, draining your battery. <laughs> 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 so part of it there is, okay. you know, I want to make sure that, you know, if a dealer says, okay, what, what do I do? Where do I start? Um, do I need lights? Yeah. Do I need, what, what do I need? Well, I mean, your, your showroom logistics and, like, where, where are you going to plan on making this, of course, is, is important. But, um I think still a DSLR is a good investment, and it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be, uh, you know, one of those for 4K Sony mirrorless cameras or anything. I mean, a, a Canon Rebel might be a good uh, initial investment. I'm a Canon guy, so I wouldn't be able to speak intelligently on Nikon. Well, that's why uh, I'm not a Canon snob by any means, but you know, with uh, a decent lavalier microphone mm -hmm. might be a good way to start because. I mean, one of the distinguishing characteristics of video versus amateur video, of course, is just audio quality. Okay. You know, as you know, Kansas is very windy. Sure. And even if your picture quality looks good, if you can't hear what the person's saying or the audio is distracting, then um, that, that draws attention to itself sure. pretty quickly. And so um, I'm, I'm a big monopod fan. And... Um, but I am, you know, over the course of, of my experience, it's I, I believe in, in buying something nice once versus having to buy crap four times. Sure. And so there's a huge range when it comes to stabilization gear uh, in price. You know, the monopod I have is, I think it was $350, but it's worth every penny. Yes, yes, they do make $25 monopods, but they're not going to last. Sure. And, but I mean, I think, your initial video investment could easily be under $2,500, right, $2,500 so. uh, to get everything that you would need to uh, computers into 
All right. So you're saying about 2,500 initial investment, and I got a Nikon D5100, I think, and I think it, you know, it ran. Well, I bought an extra lens, but even at that, six, seven, eight hundred bucks. Looks, I think, it does phenomenal on video. Again, my my holdup is the 20 minute gap, but it should be under 20 minutes, anyways. Um, and then, you know, even at that, I, I went out and bought a. Um, well, one, I got like this Yeti mic, but this happens to be for maybe a podcast, but I use it. Um, but I also have like a little Sony clip on with a cord, but it's a. I got a. 50 foot cord but i mean you know i think the the sony 50 bucks and the cord was like to give me a long enough distance you know eight bucks or whatever but even at that sony was it and i've done my quick tips on that mic if anybody wanted to take out any of my two minute videos of clips the audio was pretty good on that now again i'm not outside with the elements but um just to do something on the showroom floor is good quality and a good um mic and, and to get things rolling so again i i that setup is maybe you know, less than eight, nine hundred bucks. Uh, but then when you start sure. investing in lights and green screen and everything else, it gets, you know, a little bit more. But like you said, under under two grand, you should e- easily be able to set up a, a good um, a good setup. Um, when you want to take your computer into consideration and, of course, good. any software that you would need would also need to be considered. But honestly, and it, and when dealers ask me that question, that's I try to help them just kind of tune up their thinking because I mean I I don't know a single uh, that I can name that hasn't regretted some you know some large scale investments on things like auto trader or you know these big thousands of dollars uh, stakes in digital marketing and yet we want to pick about three hundred four hundred dollars on video stuff and. <laughs> I mean, like, this is something that can last for years if you have people that take care of it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be a hit up front, but my goodness, the question is, do you want a 10-can phone system or do you want a telephone? <laughs> you know, that's what we're looking at yeah. here when it comes to communication in the digital age. Yeah. Video is an essential. And and I think that, you know, all these dealerships that are, are looking to hire millennial talent get them excited about this why not offer video production as part of their dealership training that's something that will help get them excited sure that's you know? a, i mean i've got uh, i've got that here i've got you know a couple data entry guys but one of the one of my guys um you know is likes graphic designs and stuff and he's helping me with this video he gets to edit he gets to do other things than just data entry which then one it's a resume builder exactly. for him two gives him experience three helps me out and it's kind of a win-win but yeah i mean take somebody at like what you're doing at the dealership as a marketing manager and and give them other things to do than just the grind of making phone calls or sending emails or selling cars if somebody's interested in that help them use that as a platform absolutely absolutely yeah. and you know there that's another thing is that you don't i don't think that we should think in terms of there's one video guy because that's that's a lot of pressure on that one person yeah um so i have a few people that are comfortable with that yeah. and um you know like i say it's one of those another distinguishing factor because I mean, from my experience in the car business, and I know that, that our dealership's a little bit non-traditional. It is non-traditional in that way. But the range of experiences that I have have been absolutely stunning. And just keep in mind, I came, I was teaching English at Wichita State. <laughs> I was an English professor before I came yeah. to a car dealership. Yeah. And so you can kind of imagine what a big career change yeah. that was for yeah. me. Now I'm the most controversial used car TV personality in the lower half of the state. <laughs> but, I mean, the range of opera, the things that I've been able to do yeah. in the car business, 
been it's something I'm excited about. And yet, a lot of dealerships can't get anyone to come even apply for these jobs where there's a potential to make a lot of money, you know? And yeah. it's a, where is the disconnect? And I think that, that too often, like with these technology platforms that claim to take all of the work out of your salespeople's hands, out of your marketing hands, people crave to be challenged. You know, they want their skills to be developed. They want their skills to be put to use. And that's, that's a fact that, that we should not overlook. Seventy percent, according according to Gallup poll, seventy percent of U.S. workers are not engaged at work. Whatever that means. Why aren't they engaged? Well, maybe because their employers are treating them like they can't do it. Maybe they're giving them these scalable technology solutions that promise to take all of the thinking out of their jobs. Sure. And so, yeah, I know that we're moving metal. That we're trying to to sell cars and all this stuff but my goodness let's put some skills to use let's put some thinking to use let's challenge our people and develop them people don't want another app they don't want another scalable technology solution they want to feel like their unique contributions to the organization actually make a difference and they want to feel that at the end of the day they're a little bit better than they were the day before are we treating them that way not with an app well, or certainly not, that promises to take away all the work. Yeah, and I think even just that product knowledge person, you know, I was thinking about this before our, our call here, or our interview, and we'll, we'll start wrapping this up, but, I, you know, even that product knowledge person, it might not be that great, you know, video person, but make two or three minute video about, hey folks, this is a great GM product, you know what stands out on GM, here's the OnStar, and then just do a little two or three minute how the OnStar works and put that, and what's cool, it doesn't cost a whole lot, you don't have to pay anything to add a tab onto your website to put videos, you know, you can use that as a link to send the customers, you can put that on, and and just little two or three minute tips like that, like you said, shrink it down the length of it, and that's where we're going a little long here, but even just little stuff like that, I think dealers can really take advantage of. Now you've done some bigger production stuff, um, as we wrap up here, what's some things that people, where, where can people go to check out some of your works, web, web addresses, even videos, because you did something about uh, uh, take pictures of used cars with style or something like that. What, what are the name of some of these videos? Obviously, they can Google your name, but uh, yeah, give us some so, URLs. Well, the name of the music video, Don't Let Them In Your Head, okay. uh, Jenny Wood is the musician. It's, not, it's on her YouTube channel. It's not on ours because okay. it's her song. Um, but you'll see our, our name on there. Hey, did you play the and, spoons uh, in that? I know you're a pretty talented spoon player. Did you do yeah, that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no? Um, I've got an electronic music channel that's got a little bit on that. I'd okay. have to send you the link. I don't, right. I don't know the URL right. uh, off yeah. the top of my head. But there are some some videos on the dealerography channel, some okay. promo videos. They kind of illustrate some of the points that I'm talking about, about the importance of audio. Um the importance of excitement and um, uh, and how I feel about selfie videos and, and, and things like that. Okay. And, um, What's there's the another one, it's a really good one, and we didn't make it, but one thing that I try to encourage every automotive professional to watch is a video called I Like Car, and this was back in the Suzuki days. It's several years old, but I mean, it is, and it's a, it's a life-changing video. I mean, it's absolutely, powerful, this story of generosity, and, and our dealership, Suzuki of Wichita, took part in this story, but it was a story that involved the larger community, and again, it, it's one of those things that, that helps our under, our people understand that that we have the power to influence people's lives for the better, not just on our team, but in our community, and yes, we're, we're out making a living, yes, 
we are trying to sell products and so forth, but we don't have to do that at cross purposes to the overall betterment of of our society. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like that's we really believe in that here. That, that this can be a noble and honest and good profession yeah. in which we help people that we improve their situations versus knocking them in the ditch and, yeah. and trying to take them for a ride. Now, and again, uh, union or non-union person out there, I think your guys' approach to that situation where you guys were getting uh, striked, uh, you guys build a new facility and the union people protested in front of it. Uh, watch that video from Fox News. Again, that's another <laughs> angle that you guys took that was, you know, still professional, but it was uh, kind of a jab back, and fair enough, I think. And, uh, you know, it's just another different type of angle or approach to promote your business as you're getting bombarded with stuff, too. So that shows a little of the character, the kind of stuff you guys able to do. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, URL, what's your URL? Um, Is it unforgettable or um, uh, dealer? Well, the the, uh, dealerography.com is the uh, video training product. Okay. And I I am starting to offer my spokesperson services. It's kind of on a limited basis, but that's the unforgettablepitchman.com. That's funny. I like it. And the... And then my, it's more of a locally faced production company called Curve Break, okay. curvebreak.com, yeah. uh, where I'm doing some video work for okay. non-compete town and so forth. Well, and, uh, business is starting to pick up. I'm going to need to start hiring. I know. No. Yeah. Well, if they watch all exciting. this video, maybe they'll help you. So here, I appreciate your time. This is a lengthy video, but I think we had some good content, good place for dealerships to start. Good references here. I think we could start. You're not going to like, you won't be happy with the quality because, again, the breakup on it. But you know what? If we have so much content, I don't want to redo it. You know, we can professionalize it and redo it and make sure. I don't know if it's the the go-to meeting that we're on that the or, or the internet connection of mine or your end. We had some breakup in the video. I apologize for that. Not very professional. But, again, as people maybe deal with the frustrations, here maybe again that proves your point of you know having good audio and good connection and having that being professional out there but i would suggest too and i know you would too you know start somewhere get even if and i've i bought the cheap stuff and go you know what I should have, instead of $20 lights, I should have bought the $80 lights. Now I'm going to go buy the $80 lights, knowing that it was worth it. So learn from your mistakes. Buy, you know, but reach out to Aaron. What's your email address or maybe um, that maybe somebody can contact you if they want any further information from you? Yeah, it's Aaron at curvebreak.com. That's B R E A K. So C U R V. B-E-B-R-E-A-K.com. Excellent. Aaron with two A's. All right. And then uh, appreciate everybody's time. Again, a lengthy video here. I'm going to turn it into a podcast. If you ain't got time to watch the video, we'll have it on a podcast. You guys can listen to it. And uh, see you next Monday on the Lot Party Show. Appreciate that. Thanks.